Alright, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Sex with Cat and Mark. And today we've got a special guest. We've got Samuel here. So we've uh, got on a male escort, which we've been looking forward to. Because we have uh, essentially, we, we've had a few guests on. Last week we had Ali. So anyone that wants to check that out, they can check it out. And yeah, so I guess my first question um, is, well, first of all, welcome. It's good to have you here. But my first question is, how did you get into this? Um probably different than a lot of people i um i was working in an adult shop um out in western sydney and i read an article in the guardian about a woman that was using her ndis funds to access sex workers and um it had gone all the way to our highest court and she had won that case um and i talked to my manager interesting yeah and I talked to the manager there and she told me about touching base and this uh one of its founders rachel watton and a documentary scarlet road that she made about seeing clients with disability and why it was so important and uh i thought about like most sex shops adult shops are upstairs and kind of hidden away and i thought about that lack of accessibility um in terms of even just masturbating for a lot of people with uh, a disability and and like yes you can buy toys online but a, a lot might have issues with how they how hard they can push on buttons and or the actual reach and size of toys so those are the kinds of times you really need like an in-person um like to feel the demo toys and whatnot. I only like when I worked there. I only had one person who, uh, after talking to them for half an hour and suggesting a bunch of things, she was like, "I've got really bad arthritis in my arm. I can't even like most everything you've shown me can't reach." And so because of that, I was like, "Well, try this. It's actually a strapless strap-on toy. So it's got quite a bit of length. Both ends can vibrate." And that's uh, and then like a week later, that same company posted that as a another way to use that toy as people who can't. So I I guess I kind of thought about I understand the physical barriers like that, but then I also thought about the societal barriers of somebody with a disability, and I thought about um, it's the like I kind of went I could do that, but then when I went looking, everybody on the advertising sites is like 10 years younger than me and has eight more packs than me. Because <laughs> <laughs> how long ago did you get into this? When were you talking? It was recent, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, 2020. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So everybody talked about how COVID um, was horrible for them and I was probably one of the few people where COVID was amazing because yeah. I left that... Um, sex shop job um pulled some money out of super and did the training to become a disability support worker and then also start up my website and advertising that's incredible it's such a great idea because for those that don't know ndis essentially is a government funding right so for those that have difficulties disabilities like you can use ndis to get your lawn mode or to mm. help with shopping and things like this so I'm actually curious to know a little bit more about that case. So essentially it was someone with a disability accessing sex work um, 
and it went up into the courts and they said, yeah, it's fine. You, you can use that essentially. Um, yes, NDIS, absolutely. Especially when we were under the right-wing government, they, they were just went, absolutely not. This is not allowed. Hmm. And so she won the, her case and then they took it further and it got um, used up. And I guess, um, I, like I volunteer for Touching Base now, I'm the social media manager, um, kind of to give back there. But the most, the, it, it, it's an interesting thing because, um, like, NDIS is, is there for all sorts of things, but I, I guess the most that I talk about it in terms of media and from touching base is at any moment on any day, one of us could have a car accident and we'll be in that same position. Mm. Um, and we'll be like, I can't even physically reach to self pleasure, mm. let alone perhaps make a grip and to do or whatever. Um, and when you're in that scenario, you'll wish that you'd had this sort of stuff included. It's like not, it's definitely not um, absolutely everybody in the US can, can claim it. But those who should, like those who can't, who absolutely need that, um, then it should. And it is allowed, but there's a lot of stigma around it. Um, but so they, they will usually, if somebody tries to include it in their plan, straight up, it will always get knocked back. Sure. And then they have to go Quite jump through the... Well, they, like NDIS does that for everybody, for almost everything. They're like, they'll always push back on the amount that you've requested. Okay. Oh, just, just like typical. Like, yeah, yeah. I typical, mean, <laughs> typical like insurances I'm, and I'm things, not, yeah. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not like surprised. paying any money. Yeah, I think that's just such a great idea because we've spoken about on this podcast before around the importance of sexuality, the importance of self-pleasure, the importance of connecting with others through sexuality. And if I'm just up front, I've never thought about it in the space of, as you said, you had a car accident, you, you're unable to explore this now. It, it takes a big hit to your overall health, mental, physical. So yeah, I mean, why not? I, yeah. I, I've never thought about it in that, in that space, but it's such a good idea. I think even well-bodied people looking for sex work oftentimes aren't doing it for the people, the reason people think, which is, oh, they just want to have sex or it's just this physical mm. exploration. I think as Kat can kind of say, and what I've heard from a lot of other sex workers is it is also that emotional space that they're trying to get nourished as well. Yeah, right? for sure. For so, sure. Just that companionship great. really. Yeah. That is, I, I would say like, uh, yeah, a lot of my bookings, we do a lot of, a lot more talking yeah, exactly. than people think. Yeah. Um, and some, like some of your regular clients, you develop quite close like friendships with them and you're yeah. kind of more, yeah, uh, like you're a friend and a like yeah. a confidant yeah, as well exactly. in a way. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you created your website, and so what was the next step? You, you mentioned that you, you <laughs> the other guys on the sites were a little bit younger that you noticed. So what what happened next? And a, and a shitload fitter than me. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I guess you know I, I worked hard on the wording of my website. Um, Actually, there, there was a guy who was had a similar physique to me, similar age, but he had like zero body hair. No, like I don't even think he could grow stubble, like curly, light colored hair. And I just went, oh, his website looks like he's kind of busy. 
I'm just going to be the absolute opposite of this guy and, yeah. and lean in. So, like, I don't know if it's still there, but my, my like, the first line of my website was, you know, I've got body hair and tattoos and scars and... Mm. Um, a very, like, a manly blokey. Exactly. I think that's what a, lot, a, of, that's that. what a lot of people are Mo- after, right? Most yeah. girls, like, just speaking from someone who has a lot of girlfriends, most yeah. girls prefer a... Uh, kind of, you know, dad bod or a bit of a, you exactly. know, grizzly yeah. <laughs> looking facial hair and whatever. Yeah, most girls prefer that over there. Like me p- personally, I, I'm, I'm not into the Ziz six-pack gym junkie. Like, yeah. that, that does not do it for me whatsoever. So, yeah. Which I sure. think a lot of guys listening to this are going to be surprised to hear. Yeah, no, like, I, it, whenever- it, it, I find it a turn-off <laughs> yeah, like, if they're like too crazy, ripped. Right? Yeah. I almost find it like a, a turn-off. Which I'm very, I'm very happy to hear. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear. But it's, yeah, it's so surprising. Like when I was younger, and I think this goes for a lot of guys listening to this might be young as well. Like there's such this fantasy as a guy to have this like solid masculine, like bodybuilder yeah. physique. And look, some girls are into that for sure. But there's a lot of girls that are just not. And yeah. there's a lot of girls that do want a more masculine, rugged, mm. someone that reminds of a little bit more dominant vibe and yeah. someone that's a little bit older and experienced. So, yeah, I mean, there's in terms of business and marketing, there's a market there for oh, sure. 1,000%. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I, look, I, I was in the same boat like 10 years ago when I got divorced. I just went, I'm going to get super fucking fit and I'm going <laughs> to you know, just bang chicks like I see in pornos. And yeah. it was the dumbest phase of my life ever. And, you know, like, what do you, what do, you do to that? Like... I kind of, I guess at the time, I, you know, I'd been in a very long, long vanilla marriage and went, no, I, I need a bit more than this, but I didn't know how to look into it or explore it properly. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like uh, what people are after, if I guess one of the main things that people ask when they find out that I'm a straight male escort, they're like, why would a woman pay for sex? They can literally go to a pub and just pick up somebody that they yeah, for fuck's sake and that's true but then you're going to get that shit sex that like they're going to be treated like a fleshlight essentially mm. and uh like the guy may hammer and fuck like he's a porn star and do it for an hour and a half and think he's god's gift to women and they're there going I mean, it was kind of fun, but I had. <laughs> well, yeah, what else? <laughs> exactly. So what would your typical client or booking kind of look like? I imagine it might be more older, sophisticated, maybe married women. There's a few married women, actually. Um, I guess, uh, what's my typical? What is my typical booking? I would say they're longer than, say, yours, maybe, Kat. Um, like the average would be the four hour booking. Oh, yeah, because women like to talk. Like that's I've never thought about. Because if way. I was going to have sex recreationally, I wouldn't yeah. want to do it for an hour. Like I would want to. Exactly. I would want a guy to like sleep over, cuddle, yeah. maybe watch a movie with me. Whereas the guys like, guys what if I have care. fifteen minutes? Can I pay less? Yeah. yeah oh, you know? they do. Oh, I'm exactly. telling you. Sometimes I get asked for like five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, what the, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, guys okay, don't care. So four hours is is more than normal. Yeah, that's interesting. And okay. I think you also mentioned to me last time we seen each other was that they usually plan like well in advance. I mean, women are organised. Oh, yeah. They don't have dick emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, someone just uh, this afternoon was messaging and they're like, look, I know it's really far out, but can we book in this time in March? And I was like, 
March what like else? March like next month. Yeah, like, like next a, year. a month away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These, this is this is how women have sex on the planet. But because exactly what you said, there's no dick emergencies, yeah. and I think most dick emergencies are guys go out on the source hoping to pick up, and then go, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. That's <laughs> yeah. When I speak to girls, a lot of their bookings are. Yeah, I would say majority of my bookings are last minute. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe not majority. I would say maybe half or at least like that day. Yeah. Like that, that day. If it's not like now, it will at least be like that day. Yeah. Like even if it's later, it probably makes it easier for you, Samuel. Right? Like it's it is a business. It's easier if they they're booked in and organised. I'd imagine than a lot yeah. of the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like yeah, all my website. Yeah. I say I don't do um, Same last way. minute. Yeah, things not a dial a dick. Like yeah. dial a dick. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing for girls. Like I couldn't imagine any girl <laughs> just being like, "I'm horny right now." If we, because if a girl is horny right now, and we just want dick and we don't care if it's good. We're just getting on Tinder or we're just going to a bar. If yeah. we want like good dick, you will plan that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no. The only um, the only late notice booking inquiries i've ever had is from dudes and it's like one or two o'clock in the morning they're like come around i want to watch you fuck my wife and i'm like ah, okay yeah. do you do couple bookings like, yeah okay yeah but like not no. last minute no very like i think i've done one last minute booking in the last 12 months and that was from another provider she was like oh my client wants another dude to join us and oh, I was like, yeah okay and then so- one man but that's that's why I don't do it because I was like, I was like, oh, I've got the night off. I just smashed a freaking pizza. I was in the mm. Netflix binge. I hate when that yeah. happens when I've just like eaten like a really big meal and then I get yeah. like a message and I'm like, mm. oh, <laughs> like what I, do. I swear to God, almost <laughs> always if I eat a really big meal, I almost always get a booking immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> I swear, it's just like a curse. I swear it is. That's that's every job. When I worked at Hospo, mm. you'd have a really like it'd be a quiet day in the cafe or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, cool, just I'll cook something to eat." And then, as soon as that you put that food on the plate, everybody comes in like it's a time. It's a gift. And so it sounds like a part of the reason you said you don't want to be a dollar dick, and it sounds like, as you mentioned, you want to be prepared for it. You don't want to have to be rushed into anything. Is there any preparation you do take before booking? Uh. Yes. So if it's somebody I've never met before, I'm always like, they're surprised to hear this, but I'm nervous as well because mm. I don't have no idea who I'm meeting. Yeah. And as I said, you know, it could be like a four hour booking. And you're like, oh, what if I can't, um, what if I can't get the conversation going? Yeah. Um, so I kind of, uh, I listen to some pump up music and that's, yeah, that's, idea. Not, that's about it. But, um, there's not more to it than that. Yeah, no fair. Do you take like um? Uh, I always get curious about this whenever um like I meet male sex workers. Sex workers. Do you take like a Viagra or like supplements or something? Is that like? Do you find that that's necessary? Sometimes I do. Uh, usually, like a couple booking because that's probably as performative as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like there's couples where they're like, uh, you know, the the partner sits in a cut chair. And you've just got to do everything, but mm. you're not allowed to kiss. And for me, like kissing and that intimacy, that's... We were literally just talking about this yeah. today. Yeah, I'm the same. I need a kiss. We are, we're literally <laughs> having a conversation around um, the, the act of kissing during sex and what it actually means. And 
uh, me and Kat were kind of talking about when we do like to kiss during sex or for me when I don't actually. So there's actually times where um, it's not as intimate for me. It's more just sexual and fun and so there'll be less kissing. And But I understand what you're saying. If you're, yeah, it's one of the most difficult situations, I think, when there's another guy watching, it's his wife. You, you may have in the back of your head even thoughts of like, I don't want to make anyone jealous or upset here. Then, you know, the girl wants you to perform, the guy wants you to perform. Like it, it's a, it's a stressful situation then to add on top of that. Oh, by the way, you need to do it in a very non-intimate way. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. like, fuck, okay, this is, uh, this is tough. Yeah. Look, I, I guess for the most part, um, and I think most women don't understand this about say erections and Viagra. It's, it's not about, um, not getting an erection is not about the person you're with it's can be like you said you know like you've got to do this performance you've got to and then that just little nugget of doubt or whatever gets in your head and then as soon as it's in there it'll just eat away yeah for sure we do talk about that a bit that half the time performance is just a mental thing yeah it's really got to do with the girl right it's got to do with your own mindset so i'm curious is there anything that you found helpful when you are in these bookings these situations and maybe there is something coming to your head like oh you know i hope this guy doesn't get jealous or i hope this or you're just worried about maybe what the girl's thinking is there anything that you find helpful um that gets you back into that moment and maybe allows you to stay a little bit more turned on and horny so i don't um i guess the biggest difference with what I have to do is you've got, I find you, I've got to be present and very mindful about everything going on. I've got to, um, like I've heard from some female peers, for example, that, uh, you know, they're doing the shopping list and shit in their yeah. head. <laughs> and all the people are like, you know, do you have to think about somebody else? And no, I, like I can't do that. I need to be absolutely present and doing all of that because, Otherwise, yeah, you're not in touch with what you're feeling. You're not in touch with uh, the tactility of what's going on. Mm. And I find you've got to be in the moment. And I think that's where a lot of people do go wrong in sex, in whatever circumstances that may be. But it's they get stuck in their own head. I do have one client who just, she, you will be doing all sorts of shit and she'll make some comment completely unrelated and all it does is just it's just showing me that she just can't physically be present her mind is forever gone and that's you know so she's really tricky to say gets a climax because she's just not there yeah yeah i couldn't agree more i i think when it comes to pleasure, I, don't know, I think especially for women, as you mentioned, the, the one thing is being able to be present. And it's funny you said the shopping list because that's what I call with my students. I, I call it the shopping yeah. list mind. I'm like, if your girl is in shopping list mode, she's never going to come. And that's why I think, you know, we may have spoken about it before on the podcast, but things like uh, you know, massage, pain, um, these tactile sensations help to get the girl back in, into that space. So that, that's why they're, they're so important. But also for yourself as the guy, it's, as you mentioned, it's underrated how important it is for the guy to be in that moment because you can't ever see if the girl's enjoying it, if you need to slow down, speed up, if you need to break, if you're, as you said, like thinking about porn, you think you're some other girl. So um, um, yeah, it's nice to hear that as well. It's, uh, I think it goes underrated for guys too. We can't be shopping list mode either. Mm. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, do you, 
do you just escort or like do you do porn as well or are you or other things are you thinking of moving into porn at all uh no i just escort um a few people have reached out to uh for me to shoot content with them and i just it's not like i was just talking about i was one of those people <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like guilty. Like, okay, uh, sorry, guilty. that was me. Guilty. In the DMs I think he's got a good porn look, doesn't he? Like yeah, yeah, rugged, no, yeah, like 100%. a lumberjack. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I, I was about to say, actually, like, I, I, I'm curious what type of feedback you get from women or what that four hours looks like because you have this very calm, grounded demeanor. And I'm just picturing, like, I think part of the reason a lot of girls would want to book with you or continue to book with you is because I think they'd feel just super at ease and, and relaxed and even like, you know, that submissive energy around you. I'm curious what type of feedback you get. I think what, like what you've surmised is pretty right, um, pretty accurate. I've, I'm, I like to be, I don't like stress in my life straight off the bat. Like I, I don't book many things in for a day as in whatever sort of thing. Like having this this afternoon, I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything else. That's too much for my brain. Yeah, and easy. Yeah, I just don't like the stress. And I guess I also like to make sure everyone feels safe and comfortable when I'm spending time with them. That's absolutely the biggest priority. I have um, met some lovely ladies who have had some pretty serious trauma mm. and you have to provide that space i mean i i feel like i kind of do that naturally because that's just who i am and i love to um host here at my place and mix up cocktails and provide platters of food that sort of thing um see that's what women so want. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening take yeah. note <laughs> is you know like that's a half split you know that's kind of two hours of chatting and getting a better idea, uh, idea about each other or, or better connection, that sort of thing. And then playtime, I guess. And, and sexually, do you find women have different types of requests or is it mostly kind of vanilla style sex with this, you know, chatting and getting to know them? Or I'm curious, cause I know I was speaking to Kat in, in previous episodes and she's saying, you know, recently a lot of her clients are, uh, wanting pegging or you know as you mentioned this guy cucking and i'm curious like what are your clients typically after are they after just having a guy there that generally just knows what he's doing and he's caring about her or do they want to explore more kinky Wait, what is cucking it's just where the guy's watching oh oh okay yeah. um no it's it's pretty um i guess i'd say vanilla as your wording um but yeah, that just the intimate side. I, in saying that, I definitely have, have done. I've done way more stuff in my job than I ever did in my private life before this. Mm. Um, threesomes, foursomes, uh, oh, nice. party, uh, PSM, like wax play, impact play. Um, yeah, so it's. Yeah, there's, but for the most part, it's that intimate thing. Yeah. That sounds spicy. I yeah. can't say I've ever done 
wax play or anything <laughs> like that. I know you yes, like that. Yeah, yeah I do. I I love it. We actually, uh, we had students around yesterday. We were doing it yesterday. It was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, because that's what I was wondering. Because I know, I know of some escorts that, as you mentioned, are in that younger age bracket. And I think a lot of them are based around, because we mentioned like, why would a girl want to get, uh, you know, male escort essentially. And so part of it was to explore kink. So part of it was the BDSM angle. But I think, yeah, with you, it, it sounds more like the intimate angle. The, the the girls actually wanting to feel, uh, I'm going to use the word love, but it might be the wrong word, but feel that love from someone else and, and have someone there to support them in a sexual sense. So no, that's, that's super heard, interesting. I've heard somebody word it as um, they want to be seen and heard yeah. because that's, that's what generally gets is missing and, and like my closest friends are, are women and that's you know that's what i've heard from their dating experiences as well like guys just i don't know i, I guess the closest i can get to think about it was 15 years ago or so a mate turned up on my doorstep at two o'clock in the morning he found out his his missus was sleeping with a neighbor and he um So we kind of put him up in our house for a while and he just was not ever actually present in the room with you. You know, he, he left the bathtub running until it overflowed and like drenched the entire place. Mm -hmm. You know, he just, he was at, like, as soon as he'd start talking to him within three seconds, he could see his face just glaze over and you're like, well, this, that's why your part went elsewhere because you, you're not there. Like you're physically there, but no other part of you is there. You're just watching, you know, even watching from a distance, you're just, you're physically present and that's all you think you need to do. But that's, mm -hmm. that's the learning. So I guess a lot of people who I meet, are, you know, they've been in, they've done the 20 years of marriage and essentially the, you know, the kids have grown up and now they've kind of got to the point going, I'm not happy with where I'm at. And that's why they will book me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So speaking of marriage, you said that you were married before. Um, I'm curious uh, what your, or well, if your family knows, and if so, uh, what, what, what do they have to say about it? Like the ex-wife or, I don't know, siblings, yeah. children? There's no children, is there? No children. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, yeah, so what, what do people, you know, friends and ex-wife and whatnot, what do they have to say about it? wouldn't know if the ex-wife knows about it. Um, oh. it's been <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> and uh, look, I, I'm the youngest of three brothers. So um, being men, they're just like, yeah, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, I can't imagine brothers being like, listen, uh, I don't think this is the right career yeah. path. <laughs> yeah, um, they're very jealous. Uh, cool. My mum had to take some time to get her head around it. Um, and uh, what, like a, a sister-in-law was trying to pitch it, pitch it to her about the whole disability angle, etc., and help. And she, my mum's a bit out there with stuff she says. Basically, like whenever I've taken somebody home, or my brothers have, I'm talking as adults, mm. and then basically, as soon as you drive away from mum's place. The woman's just like, oh, now I get why you're a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, and then uh, 
So she, like, she'll make heaps of cracks about it. And I was there at uh, Christmas time, and she, it was, it was surprising because we'd not gone to this, but she asked me heaps of stuff about work, um, which was fine. It was great that she's wants to know more about what's involved. And um, but yeah, it just kind of really threw me because that's not where we'd been before. Yeah. Um, and then on that, my two of my nieces who are in their 20s mm. like one's older than cat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they're probably yeah. old enough to be a bit chill i guess yeah, yeah that's that's the thing like yeah. they're but they're also of that generation where we don't have they don't have that stigma around yeah yeah the on, only fans no, generation changed. basically yeah exactly no it's changed a lot but what, what's your dating life then like are you dating what, what does that look like does it does this affect your know, dating life as well i don't want it like outside even without this work i just don't really want to ever date it's uh you know i guess you've been there done that uh, i mean we have a friend that was married for a while and he's kind of the same <laughs> he's kind of the same once i feel like once you've been married once you're a bit like no yeah, i've been there uh, done that <laughs> yeah he's not settling down anytime so. <laughs> no <laughs> really the the marriage part like i've had a relationship since then it's just more like i like my own space i like mm being on my own I'm you know I've been on my own for a few years and like even when people come here and they they might stack the dishwasher or like friends or whatever I'm like just leave it and definitely don't stack it that way or you know, <laughs> you know I'm the same I always think that I always think like if I was to get married like my husband and I would have to live in separate cities oh uh, yeah no I, I'm, I'm vouching for that or like con- separate countries yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we have three parties here. Like living with someone? I, that, yeah, no, no I don't think you. <laughs> I think I could. I think I could get away. I'd be the annoying one. See, you, you two. I'm the one you're complaining about because I'm the one stacking the dishwasher wrong. Yeah. I'm the one with the sink cup that just leaves the cup there in case I need it later. Like that's who you can't live with. So yeah, okay. I wouldn't mind, but you definitely wouldn't want to live with me. So yeah. we need. Uh, we need. We spoke about this just before we went live, but we need different chair lights. Like so <laughs> I just consider it next week. Yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> a booster chair. Yeah, a